the music may have stopped, but the Spirit's moving. Hmm. I'm going to walk around this morning. You say, I always do. I know, but I'm going to do it a bit more. This morning is just a little preview of what I expect to happen tonight. Six o'clock. And don't show up at six o'clock. Get here early as if it was a ball game. Come on. If I went to the Canucks, I wouldn't show up at 6 o'clock. I'd get there early. I'd watch the pregame warm-up. I'd, I'd get autographs. I mean, I'm not going to sign autographs, but I would get autographs. I'd go chase down. Come on. I schedule my whole day around a hockey game. I plan a week ahead what time I'm going to leave so that I beat traffic. I plan for the next morning because I know it's a late night. Tonight, it's going to go from 6 to 7.30. 6 to 7.30. We're not going to push it beyond there because there's families here and you've got your children for school. So we're going to go from 6 to 7.30. But I'm expecting something powerful to happen tonight. And how it happens is it gets soaked in prayer. Don't tell me nothing happens when you pray. Because something happens when you pray. They've actually done scientific research in hospitals and they put um, things on people's uh, brains and they've watched the reaction when people have prayed for them and they have seen something happen tangibly when prayer happens. And you say, well, I haven't seen a result. Keep praying. I haven't seen some results yet. I'm not stopping. Whew. Oh, boy. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. And verse 7 to 11 is the passage that I want to look at this morning. Heavenly Father, as we turn to your word, I ask Holy Spirit that you would come and just quicken it, make it alive. Lord, that you would take the simplicity and you would make it profound. Lord, that you would take the profoundity and make it simple. Lord, that we would see a revelation in your word today that would open our eyes, that would increase our faith, and Lord, that would cause us to say, do it again, God. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Lord, that we would have a renewed passion this morning for your cities, for your nation, Lord, for our communities, oh God, for our families. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7. This is a passage that most of us have heard. I went through my computer, I actually preached this a few times, but I didn't reprint the message. I've got a new one.
I want to read this passage to you. And then I'm just going to ask God to let it rain on you. Are you okay with that? Ask, and it will be given to you. 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 Sometimes we make the word so complex. I've been around little children. If they don't get my attention, they start pulling my pants. If they don't get attention when they, they start pulling my pants, they push my leg. If they don't get my attention when they push my leg, they yell a little louder. And then I look down and I say, what do you want? And they ask as if they've already got it. They don't ask with a doubt. But they ask because they expect. I've read one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words. Seek and you might find. Pardon me? Say that again. Look at somebody and said, you will. You will. My dear English brother, you will. Keep seeking. Don't stop seeking. There's something deep inside of you. Keep seeking. He has not finished. Seek and you will find. This is Jesus just talking to his people and he's laying out a kingdom manifesto. And he's saying, in the kingdom, this is how it works. And he's got all these disciples and he's got all these people around him and he's teaching them the ways of the kingdom. And one of the ways of the kingdom is to ask. And if you study the word, what you find out, it says ask and you'll receive. It means you will take possession of what you've wanted. A child doesn't ask so he doesn't get possession. They ask because they want possession. Seek and you will find. Knock. I find this interesting because I can understand seeking and asking, but when it says knock, it actually means to knock on a door. I thought it was some real heavy-duty spiritual application, and I'm going, what does this mean in the spirit realm? And he says, and as I look at the word, it just means knock. Knock. What do you want behind that door? There's things that some of you are asking God to open up. And what you have to do is you have to keep knocking. In Luke, when you read this passage, 
In Luke chapter 11, he prefaces it with a person going to his neighbor at the end in the evening when everybody's to bed and says, I've got some friends that have come to visit and I got no food for them. And he starts knocking and, and the, Jesus says, you know what, because the guy's just so persistent, he'll actually open the door and give them food almost as if to say, here you go and let me go back to bed. Are you prepared to keep knocking on heaven's door? Come on. Come on. We have raised. My knuckles are sore. Then use your elbow. Keep knocking. I believe in the authority of the believer. And I believe, because if you read Luke 9, if you read Matthew 9, I believe both Matthew 9 and Luke 9 is when he sends them out and he says, I've given you authority. I believe in the authority of the believer, but I also believe in the pursuit of the believer. And there are some things that you don't value until you pursue and go after them. Just standing in the middle here. Ask. Who here has a question for God? Where's those papers? Do the ushers have them? If I could have the ushers pass out. If somebody could help Matthew. Thanks, Daryl. We're going to make this a little practical. Because if you know me, I'm anything but not practical. Look at this paper that you're getting handed out. And just look at it for a moment. And I want you just to, to look at that page as you're getting it. What has God said over you? You could rewrite that. You could phrase it. What are you asking God for? Some of you might be ask, asking, seeking, and knocking are three different things. Some of you might be seeking something. I'm trying to understand this. Some of you might be asking because you see something and you want it. Some of you might be knocking. Actually, when you look at the word knock and it shall be open to you, that talks about unrestricted access. Has anybody here ever gone to a concert and had a backstage pass? And you don't have to say what concert, because I'm not going to ask if you were saved at that point or not. But, you know. I used to go to job sites. And every once in a while, some of the job sites would be in an office. And this was 10 years ago minimum. So I was a lot less mature back then. 
And I'd get to these places, and it almost made me feel like I was important, that I was going through doors that would say restricted access. You know, employees only. And I'm thinking, I'm not an employee, but I was with this group, and all of a sudden we'd go through this door, and we'd see the job, or we'd see what was required. Um, there's some of you, you're knocking on the door, because there's access that you're looking for, and I'm here to tell you, he's going to open up the door, and you're going to have unrestricted access, and you're going to have the ability to enter or to exit at any time without any restrictions and without any ramifications. That's what that word means. So I've gotten you this little piece of paper. It says, ask, seek, or not. What has God said over you? And I want you to pray about this right now. I want you to look at this piece of paper. God's going to give you something. And what I want you to, this is between you and God. You don't have to hand it in to me. I'm not your spiritual, I am your spiritual oversight, but I'm not your spiritual watchdog. You have a relationship with God. What has he said to you? What has he spoken to you? And this is something that just, instead of, instead of just saying, I got to write down, what is it that is burning inside of you? Some of you might say, I want a revelation of dreams. Some of you might be spiritual enough to say, I want a revelation of dreams. Some of you might be practical enough to say, I could use some more money. You could say amen there. I'd like, hallelujah. What are you asking God for? If you read this passage, he says, he, it's an interesting argument, but he says, would, would you as a father, when your child asks you for bread, would you give them a stone? Or if he asks you for this, would you give them that? And what he's done in this argument, it's referred to a lesser to greater argument. And there's a Latin term for it, and I'm not going to get into the Latin term. But what it does is it's an argument that says if a lesser would do it, then the standard would remain for even greater to do it. If it happens in this context, how much more? Would it happen in this context? It's actually a legal argument. In court, they would say, if this would happen in this case, therefore we can extrapolate that it would happen in this case. Another example of that, you ask for a raise. If you ask for a raise of $2 an hour and you don't get it, what makes you think you'll get a raise of $10 an hour? And you see how that argument, and Jesus is saying, listen, if you as human beings know how to give this to your kids, how much more? And somehow we've lived in a disconnect with God. And this morning, wow. Did, did anybody experience a touch from God? Did, did anybody feel like heaven, like, I, I know heaven's here, I know that, but there's something that happens in corporate prayer and corporate worship that just seems to activate. 
There's something that happens when two or three gather together in his name. So I want you to take this card, and I want you, honestly, before God, and quite frankly, he knows what it is already, but write down what you're asking him for. And if it's two or three things, ask, write down what you're seeking for. Maybe you're seeking better employment. Maybe you're knocking on the door of greater contracts, but those contracts aren't opened yet. Then keep knocking because he's going to open that door and you're going to get unrestricted access. And I'm here to tell you, in Luke, he says he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. We sometimes think, oh, well, if I get God, am I going to get what I need? If you get God, you get everything you do need. And God's not intimidated by material things. So write down on this piece of paper what it is that you're asking God for. And then tonight, during our worship time tonight, we're going to be praying over them. Amen? So I want to encourage you, 6 o'clock, and be here early. Pre-game is before 6. Get here for the pre-game warm-up. You might see me pacing back and forth, going, hallelujah, getting my voice stretched. You might see the musician. Oh, come on, let's laugh. Can you imagine a pre-game service? Like, what does that look like? Well, get here at 9.45 and you'll see. But write down what it is. Because I don't believe God is dead. I don't believe it. Pastor Sean preached a challenging word as to know what you believe. I believe the word of God. And I find it amazing. But we can read a word of God like this. And if you look at the context, these are all short little paragraphs. Can you imagine him sitting there and just telling him, listen, guys, ask and you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. And then he, he continues in his next breath and he goes, you know what? If anybody who asks, they will receive. And if you seek, you're going to find. And if you knock, the doors, he says it twice. Now, every parent knows when you say something twice, it's important. And then he goes on and he says, after that, he goes, what man is there among you? And he says it again in a different way. I'm a parent. I've said it one way. I've said it a second way. I've said it a third way. And then I've said, how many times do I have to tell you? Do we believe what the word says? Some of you right now have the word but. Get rid of the word but. And put inside of that, instead of that, yes. 
Because it says all the promises of God are in him, Jesus, yes and amen. Quit arguing with the word. I see it. I've had believers argue with me about what the word says. Yeah, but. Well, you know, really know. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. Do I accept the word of God for what it says? I want to read you another verse. This one hit me well this week. I was sharing it with my wife. I'm just going to share the verse with you. More is to come from this verse. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, uh, verse 1. Faith is the, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. And verse 2, for by it the men of old gained approval. If you believe the word of God, you don't get the denied stamp, Justin. <laughs> he told us he's going to get, Pastor Winona and I have been away uh, doing recovery and stuff, so he jokingly said to us, I'm going to get a little stamp that says denied, and every time we say we need to go away to, to recuperate, he's going to stamp denied. God doesn't do that. He says, by it, by it, by it, they gained approval, approved. Approved, if you listen to the commercial. It's approved. What are you asking for? What are you asking for? Write it down. Tonight, we're going to pray over it. You're going to pray over your need. And God's going to open up things for you. He's going to release things for you. And he's going to let you find things that you didn't think were even accessible or available. And you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and things are going to start popping in a good way. And, and just go like, wow, wow. Anybody else receive that? I just feel a unction of the Holy Spirit. And tonight, there's no sermon. So I'm getting it out of me now. Tonight, we're going to worship and we're going to bombard heaven. And we're going to pursue God. And what's going to happen, we're going to have some time of worship, and then we may have some prayer. We may have some, some of you are going to get words of knowledge. We're going to exercise, and we're going to, and, and I'll use this word, experiment. We're going to practice, if God gives you a word, and you don't, you, you say, what? We're, and we're going to have a process, and you're going to come, and you're going to say that to somebody, and then that person will, at the end of a song or during a time of, of free praise and worship, we're going to exercise, and we're going to start practicing hearing God's voice, because when we pursue him, he responds. And we're asking God for a move, then he's going to start to move, then we're going to get ready to receive. 
So some of you are going to get some, some, some crazy thought, because it's crazy to you, but it's God thought, and you're going to go, is there somebody here with a right hip that's sore? Is there anybody here right now with a right hip that's sore? Okay, there's two. That just came to me. Three. Because my right hip was a little tweaky. So I thought, I'm just going to exercise this. That's what's going to happen tonight. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. Some of you are going to get that. Some of you are going to get a thought that comes to your mind, and you're going to go, huh, is that me or is that God? It's a good thing, so it's not the enemy. Um, so I'm asking God right now for a thought for somebody. And he didn't give me one. So that's okay. Some of you are going to get a thought, an impression. Are you okay with that? What we're going to do is we're going to start exercising, hearing his voice, and then speaking what he tells us. Because what happens in here is not designed or created to stay in here, but it is designed to go out. Pastor Nelson just shared with me very quickly this morning about him praying for somebody. Pastor Winona and I were out for coffee with, with uh, Charlene and Adrian at a restaurant. And we started having this conversation with the waiter. And he said to us near the end of the conversation, and it was a, a long uh, conversation back and forth. He would do his duty, come back. And he says, something happened when you guys came in. I was drawn to you. And he says, and actually, this is the only table I took for the night. And we were chatting. And, and um, so I, I got, finally, I got enough gumption inside of me. I'm, I'm going to go for this. So I just said, you know, and it was like 10 o'clock. So it's like they're going to close. So either I'm going to get kicked out or he's going to listen to what I have to say. So I said, um, I'm a Christian. And I believe in prayer. And then God gave me the word dream. And I said, can I pray for you? I think I said, can I pray for you? And then I said, what is your dream? Well, he just took off. He took off. And he was telling us stuff that was like, whoa. His dream and his passion. And, and it, was, it wasn't something that I had scripted, although that can happen. I've heard of people being told, when you come to church, already have a word of knowledge. I know a church in eastern Canada that says, get me your word of knowledge Saturday night so that Sunday morning we can see where it goes. So God can move ahead of time. But this one just came just like that, the word dream. And he talked five to ten minutes. I got his name. I wrote down his name. He's got this idea. I wrote down the idea. And, and the four of us said, we're going to pray for you. 
Do you know what? He received it. He received it. It wasn't spooky. I didn't have fire falling off the tip of my finger. I didn't walk in like on high heel shoes and really tall and thus saith the Lord. I, I, I had, a, and, and we had this amazing conversation all night back and forth with him as if he'd come and, and we had this great conversation and build rapport with somebody. Don't be spooky. I know you're peculiar, but you don't have to sometimes, you know, they'll figure that out. But talk with them. Why did I say that? Because tonight, I'm expecting things to happen. And what happens here is meant to happen out there. And what better place to practice, to learn, and to experiment where it's okay if I don't get it right because families around me and they're going to cheer me on and they're going to comfort me and they're going to push me forward. And I would suggest to you that you will get it right. So don't freak out. It's going to be okay. Hallelujah. Let me read that passage a bit more here. I'm going to read it from Luke 11. Starting in verse 5. He says unto them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come from a journey and I have nothing set to set before him. And from inside he answers and says, Don't bother me, the door's already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. What do you need? The Holy Spirit's hovering right now. <laughs> and what he's doing is he's going, he's hovering like this, and all of a sudden he's going, poof. And he's hitting some people. And what he's doing is he's quickening your faith to believe. Because you used to have doubts. You used to have, well, I'm not sure if I qualify. You qualify because of Christ. You qualify just because the same way I qualify. Because he saved me. He paid the price. He made access. I'm going against all hermeneutical principles and homiletic principles this morning. I should have three points, a strong body, 
a great introduction, a conclusion that draws you to action. I, I should, I, I'm just, God is just, I'm not drunk, as you suppose, but he's just doing something inside of me. Do you believe him? What I find amazing is we believe everybody else who failed physics, who didn't pass math, who can't construct a sentence without getting three commas in the wrong spot and getting their grammar all mixed up. But we believe what they say, but the one who created everything, who spoke into existence the world and said, I want you star right there, we have a hard time believing him. So, I t say to you, verse 9 of Luke 11, ask and it will be given to you. C can we keep this simple today? As the music playing, the Holy Spirit's he's going to hit more than just one. He's going to hit you. He's going to pull something out of you. I want to encourage you, write it down. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Your job is to ask. Seek, and you will find. Your job is to seek. Knock, and it will be opened. For everyone, everyone, everyone who asks, receives. Last time I checked, you're not a nobody, you're a somebody, you're part of the everyone. Everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get an amen? Can I get a thank you, Jesus? Can I get a praise God? He hears me. He's not deaf, but he hears And you stand. We're going to close this part of the service. Pastor Daniel, who, who's, uh, we're not going to have communion this morning, but we're going to have a couple announcements and we're going to have the offering. So I'm going to just pray. And then whoever's coming up, come up. Can you... If, if you heard this simple three-point sermon,
presented to you in a most unorthodox manner, but it hits you. Can you just get ready to receive right now? We won't take up the offering yet. We're going to just take a moment to receive. If any of this identified with you, I want to speak right now that the Holy Spirit would seal that word, his word, in your heart and that you can say, I am convinced that he who said it will perform it. So I speak prophetically over you right now that his word does not come back to him void. So the word that he spoke over you in the night season will happen in its time and it will perform what he has said it will perform. I speak to you prophetically that the things that you've asked for, you will receive. I speak to you and I declare to you that what you are seeking is to be found and you will be finding it. And I declare to you that as you knock and knock and knock and knock and knock, it will be open. And the access that you've looked for will be unobstructed. The opportunities will be unobstructed. The contracts will happen and you will have freedom to come in or to go out without any restrictions because you have believed the word of God. I declare that. I prophesy that. And I speak that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. We're going to receive.